Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to yet another episode of Story Cuppings with our special miniseries, Blondie's Books, featuring my daughter, Blondie. Hello. We are on our eighth. Uh, ninth. Ninth. Ah, oh, concern. I am always. Right I know. It's hard. I am a word person, not a number person. So there. I know that for a fact. <laughs> okay, so ninth episode. Oh my goodness. And now this particular episode of Blondie's books is taking a sinister turn. Dun dun dun. For today, while the animal is one we have visited in the past, this kind of tale has not yet been visited on Blondie's books. Would that be correct? Yes. I was very hesitant. <laughs> All right, why don't you explain what we are taking a sip from today? Scary Stories for Young Foxes. Author? Um, Christian McKay... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I want to say it's Heidecker. Yeah, those vowel diphthongs, you know, they, they always throw us off. Um, okay, so we are going to be, see, right off the bat, and, and, and the cover, first of all, I just got to say the cover is gorgeous. Are those pastels? I don't know. I want to say pastels were used. It might be colored pencil for drawing the foxes on the cover, but it's just, it's beautiful cover art. I got to say that right now. Um, He's a really good artist. Well, whoever was the Yes. So anyway, there you go, kiddo. Yeah. That's the artist right there. Junyi Wu, you did an awesome job. Okay. Yes, you did. Um, so what I love is we have here different, is it, are they different short stories? Yes. Okay, but they're also being told by characters to characters, correct? It's a bunch of short stories in one big story. That's really cool. That's a neat approach. We haven't really done anything like that yet, have we? No, we haven't. So this will be exciting. Let's tuck into the very first part. Is this going to be like the opening of the big overall story here? You're not going to tell me, are you? I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> You know, you're right next to me. <laughs> what am I? Am I just talking into the void, apparently? Please don't break the computer. Oh, my heavens. Nine episodes in and we aren't going to make it. All right. So, okay. Rewind. The text we're about to read, is it the first chapter, as it were, of the overall story? Yes. Okay. That's probably for the best. Because, hey, I am all for f short fiction here. I think short fiction is. I think a... you need to know why the short stories are being told before you hear the short stories. Now that is an excellent point. I think that um, of all things that popped into my head when Blondie was bringing this book out, it was making me think of those movies based on Arl Stein, not Arl Stein, Stephen King short stories, Creep Show. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, here these are going to be super creepy with lots of gore. No, ah. I'm saying that just because there is that overall arc of something going on and it works as the segue then from story to story and it sounds like blondie that that's the case here we have an overall arc that creates segues from story to story yes all righty then let's begin 
with the first chapter of this overall arc in Scary Stories for Young Foxes. Yes. The haunted season had arrived in the antler wood. The sky grayed, the leaves blushed red, and mist coiled through the trees like something alive. Even the pumpkins began to rot and show their true faces. On these chilled autumn nights, it was best for the fox kits to remain near their den on the edge of the wood. There, they could feast on apples that tumbled from their high branches. They could hunt for smoky or acorns and crunchy stick bugs and juicy mice. And when dusk turned to starlight, the kits re could return to their den, tuck under their mother's fur, and be soothed by her heartbeat. Tell us a story, the alpha kit said one misty night. Make it scary, the fourth said, yipping and hopping. Yeah, said the third, snarling. So scary, our eyes fall out of our heads. Please stop biting my face, children, their mother said. The kids behaved themselves while she smoothed out of bed for the night. <coughs> Let's see, she said. How about rattle bones? Mom, the beta said, rolling her eyes. You told us that story when we were two weeks, said the alpha. It's boring, said the fourth. All right, just just a second. Sorry, I wanted to interrupt. I think many young readers can relate to the plight of these young kids who want to hear something really good, really scary. And, and the, the mom is just kind of, you know, well, how about this? No! We can, we can all relate as both adults and children when it comes to... Either wanting to hear the scary stuff or just trying to figure out what on earth you're telling your kids for the night to help them go to sleep. Right, kiddo? Mm -hmm. Out of curiosity, what do you think is the scariest story you've ever read? Not necessarily in this book. I'm just saying in general. What do you think is the scariest story you ever read? I never, I don't really read horror genres, so I don't really know what to tell you there. Okay. I didn't force you to read Goosebumps? No. Oh, goodness. What have I done with my life? <laughs> I can tell you the scariest story in here. Well, no, no. Well, no. Tell us after we get through this part. Okay. okay. Let's get back to the scene. So the mom's trying to put the kids down, and the kids are whining that the story she was going to tell them would be too boring. Let's find out how the mom responds. Very well. Their mom began, their mom began ripping out roots that snuck through the dense walls. How about Willoughby Wallaby and the floating paw? Seriously, the fifth kit said. That story wouldn't race the hackles on a field mouse, said the fourth. It's kit stuff, said the third. Well, their mom said, those are the stories I know. Seven little foxes sighed. Sorry to be a disappointment, their mom said, lying down. She paused and looked at the kits with all seriousness. But you must promise that no matter what you do tonight, you will not go to Bog Cavern. The kit's ears perked. What's? Bog Cavern, the, the Alpha said. That's where the old storyteller lives, their mom said. If you go there, you'll hear a story so frightening it will put the white in your tail. The kids, the kits stared at their thin, dusty brown tails with wide eyes. Wait a second, the fourth said, looking at the fluffy white end of their mom's tail. You heard the story? Only part, she answered. Now I wouldn't repeat what I heard for a thousand mice. The kits gave one another meaningful meaningful looks. They didn't want some toothless story like Willoughby Wallaby, which could be forgotten with a shiver and some milk and a lick in the cheek. 
They wanted the story so scary it would prove their bravery and change them forever. Except the little one, that was. She preferred the sound of her mom's heartbeat. Yes, it may have been wise for the fox kits to stay close to the den once their leaves began to fall, but the fog and the frost and the old crimson moon had stirred something in their whiskers. So they waited until all was quiet, save their mother snoozing, and the seven little foxes slipped out of their den with a mission to scare some white into their tails. That's a really nice opener. Let's let's just break this down a little bit. And no, I'm not going to ask you again about your favorite scary story right now. Okay. I'll wait until the end because that's interrupting and tangential. But no, what I really like here is even though we have... Because one thing that's tough with stories is when you're trying to introduce a cast. And we have a big cast here. It's seven siblings, right? I didn't miss that? Yes. Yeah, we got seven siblings and a parent, and apparently a storyteller they're going to go find. That's a really big cast to be announcing within two and a half pages. And it can be very difficult to try and keep track of everybody. I mean, it's hard enough to, to tell characters apart um with smaller groups and i think something that helps a little bit here is krista oh i'm sorry christian heidecker sorry heidecker he's not out to make all these characters very uh clearly defined just yet because again it's only been two and a half pages the key thing is knowing there are seven siblings there's a couple differences in them right now. We're, we tend to learn more about their characters as the story progresses, correct? Mm-hmm. You're not going to elaborate on that? Nope. Okay. <sighs> Thanks. But no, but we are getting, we do get a little bit that a lot of the foxes want something more intense. The youngest does not. So we have a little bit of a conflict among siblings, but not to the point where the youngest would stay home while the other six go out. All seven, they hold, they hold together. Even if, you know, they were holding together in rebelling against their mom about wussy stories. And they're rebelling together in that they are determined to sneak out into the wild without their mom to the night where there's all sorts of predators and things that don't you do that my daughter is not looking at me um but they are ready to go find that what they're looking for find that way to be scared and prove themselves yes are you going to go prove yourself mm, i don't know what for <laughs> i guess it would help to have a goal there sorry Jackson. but no uh, yeah, we established quite a just enough there to wonder, well, what are these little foxes going to be getting into? All right, so let's find out. Seven kits snuck into the night, over the log, across, around the stone, across the creek, and through the grass, deep into the antler wood. The trees threw up their limbs as if to frighten them away. <clears throat> the little ones slowed at their warning. Come on, sticky paws, the beta kit whispered. Seven kits crept through the wood, beneath the bone-white branches, past the broken trap, Beyond the cave was snoring, over the human bones, to the entrance of Bog Cavern. Roots stripped over its mouth. Fog oozed from its throat. The kits squinted into the darkness, but saw nothing but a pile of bones and skin. Is the storyteller dead? The fifth kit whispered. The fourth kit sniffed. 
Doesn't smell dead. Well, someone go nose at awake, the third kid said. Don't look at me, said the beta. I like my nose. Shh, said the alpha. The bones stirred, then jerked up so abruptly that every one of the kid's paws left the ground. The little one scurried behind her beta sister. The bones sat themselves upright, forming a sort of fox silhouette. Eyes flashed green in the darkness. What have we ha- what have we here? The storyteller said with a voice like spilling dust. Ooh, that's- that's- that's an awesome simile. Ah! Don't stare at me, Blakely! I'm going to enjoy the prose here! We have some excellent descriptive language in here. Oh my goodness. Hang on. Let me turn a page. Give me this book. So, just this, the whole bone white branches and the broken trap and the cave of snoring. And what on earth is the snoring? And the human bones! What died out there? Who is out there that died? What is that? So they're they're passing through all over all this death and menace and freaky stuff. Yes. But, oh, a voice like spilling dust. I just I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll all right, I'll let you get back to it. What have we here? The storyteller said with a voice like spilling dust. <laughs> hmm. Grovelers. The beta gave the alpha a nudge. Oh, um, the alpha said, voice cracking. Would you like to tell us a scary story up, please? The storyteller sniffed again. Too young. Come back when you've lost your milk teeth. The fox, the fox kits clamped their muzzles shut. The little one hoped this was enough to get her siblings to scurry home, but no one budged. The alpha cleared her, his throat and delivered the speech he'd prepared. We're, um, smart enough to know that... Stories are as harmless as the wind through the leaves. We cannot pluck our whiskers or break our bones or um, strip our skins. A silence grew behind the roots. So complete, it seemed like it could suck the kits into the darkness. Sure of that, are you? The storyteller asked. Seven little foxes tried not to shiver. Two of them succeeded. All scary stories have two sides, the storyteller said, like the bright and dark of the moon. If you're brave enough to listen and wise enough to stay to the end, the stories can shine a light on the good in the world. They can guide your muzzles. They can help you survive. A cloud slid off the moon, and shadows reared up around the cavern. The antler wood seemed darker now, but there was light. Now that there was light. But, but, the storyteller said, if you don't listen closely, if you turn tail from the horror and don't stay till the end, then the darkness of the story can swallow all hope. It can frighten you so deeply you never want to leave your den again. You waste away the days with your mother, forever smelling like your milk. The wind pawed at the leaves. The moon shined on the gray fur of the storyteller's face. So, do you still want to hear a scary story? Seven little foxes gulped. Only the alpha nodded. Come closer, then, the storyteller said, and we'll see which one of you makes it to the end. The alpha marched forward. The third hesitated a moment, then followed. Then came the beta and the fourth, fifth, and sixth, trembling. The littlest fox gazed back through the antler wood, over the bones, beyond the cave, past the trap, beyond, beneath the branches, through the grass, across the creek, around the stone, over the log, toward home. She breathed deep and padded close to the cavern with her siblings. Seven little foxes sat and listened. Listened. Our story begins, the storyteller said. 
in the Eevee Wood. Dun dun dun. Well, yeah, don't break this. <sighs> that was, yes, that was the end of the opening chapter sequence for the overall arc. And that's a, oh, that was great. Why you should read it. I can see why you dig this because we have here clearly there is weight to whatever stories are going to be told. This isn't just, you know, morality tale, lessons learned. There is, there are stakes involved with whatever stories he's going to tell. Because as the storyteller pointed out, either if you focus on the good of the story, you're going to be able to see hope. You'll, you'll, be able to guide yourself in your life but if you let the dark part of the story take you you'll stop you know you'll stop living you'll just bury yourself away and stuff stuff yes i want to read the first story so bad well we can't okay how about you something else i do want to note here is um Again, we don't have a whole lot of differentiation between the siblings yet. But I have a feeling, since my daughter refuses to say it to me, um, that there are there are seven short stories in the book. One for each sibling. Correct? Yes. Okay, thank you. I want to read the inside cover, no, we're not reading the inside cover. No. no. Yeah, I, I bet it is. Well, we can end on that, okay? Okay. So hang on. So we have, um, so we, while we don't have a whole lot about the kits right now, they are kind of a collective youth learning from the elder, thinking they know better, thinking they're able to handle anything. And yeah, I know it's man. I can't imagine where we deal with that. (laughs) (sighs) But, uh, yeah, the elder's going to, you know, put some white in their tails for in a good way. But we, what I just also appreciate is that in the brief introduction with the storyteller, we are very much getting a sense of personality with the storyteller as well, because it's not like he's a collective. He is just one soul with this. What's a group of foxes? Skulk. A skulk. Thank you. He is just one fox with this skulk. I, I don't get to say gaggle of foxes. Gaggle is geese. Yeah, okay, all right. Skulk. All right. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. And so we do need some clarification on his personality, and we get it. We get it right away in his warning towards these foxes and the way he kind of dismisses them a little bit. You know, come back when you lose your milk teeth. You know, AKA, grow up a little bit. But they insist. They insist. All right, my daughter wants to read the inside jacket because she really thinks it's neato. So here you go, kiddo. Seven little foxes in the twisted antler wood, listening to stories much later than they should. The first flees the teacher with dark, gooey eyes. The second from six sisters whose tongues tell lies. The third escapes a woman who peels foxes' skins. The fourth slinks away from the Golgothurst's grin. The fifth wets the ground when he smells Mr. Scratch. The sixth turns tail when the paw finds its match. The seventh little fox in the wood all alone, facing down a ghost beneath branches of bone. One little fox stays the whole night through. But can she make it to the end? Better yet, can you?
Okay, I really do like that. That's neat. And it makes and it and it does sound like those stories are going to get intense. Do you think Do you think any kiddo reader would enjoy this story or do you think this could get a little scary for certain kinds of readers? Well. <coughs> it does have some blood in it, so not for people who um get easily scared. Okay, but you think for other readers who love... Who like horror and animals. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing this one. Yes. And what's going to be story number... Is it 10? 10. Okay. What's story number 10? Hmm, I'm trying to think. You didn't check your list before this, <laughs> did you? Well, then you're going to be just okay, a surprise. Okay. Oh, it's about... Well... It actually has humans in it. Oh no, not humans! No. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, until next time, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. <laughs>